um, one of the uh, churches I know of um, talked to interviewing, um, their, interviewing kids before the service. So they, you know, they recorded an interview of it, and uh, they had a five-year-old kid who was just restless. You know how you get, you, some of you may be feeling that way now, I just want to get up and boogie, and, um, and his legs were everywhere, kind of up, down, all over, and the interview was just get reaching the clothes, and the, because um, the, the kid had been at Sunday school, they uh, asked the kid, um, so what's your favorite Bible verse? And he said, COVID-19. So Parklands were keen to grow and be followers of Jesus and to love God and love others and to care for our world. And and we're sitting in groups because we know relationships matters. And today, we're going to do what um, Jesus instructed his followers to do. We're going to take the Jesus meal. Um, But I wanted to ease into it. And the reason I asked you the question about birthday parties is if you've had kids, um, then, then a new kid doesn't know what a birthday party is about. If you have a one-year-old, their first birthday party, they cannot get over the fact... Oh, could you swap over to the... um, They cannot get over the fact that in the rest of their life, when they rip and tear things, they get told off. But today, they're allowed to rip things. It's the highlight of the birthday party. And outside of that, they're told off for it. And and they don't understand. If you were an alien and you came to Earth, and you, well, why... For example, in my family, we had um, a a couple of Women's Weekly's book of birthday cake designs. Did anyone else have those? Yep. So uh, most, uh, we, we, uh, why did we bake cakes of odd shapes and colours for a birthday? What's that about? There's things that we just kind of don't get. And so I wanted to ask you, um, why do we have candles? And so I'm interested, did anyone have a good response? They thought, oh, that was funny or that was good. Why do we have candles during Christmas? Pointing at Ian. Ian, you're being dobbed. They're looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) Have we been working on our health and safety policies? (laughs) Yep, yep. Yep. Keep the candle makers in business. Yes, we're feeling patriotic for New Zealand um, and beekeepers too. Any other suggestions? Otherwise, you wish it won't work. (laughs) Any others? Is it really? It's got a history of death to the old year? I don't know. I wondered if it's, and and forgive me, I wonder if it's because we're one step closer to when we snuff it. But no. The thing is, we don't know, do we? It's, it's, that kind of stuff is, it's, it's, it's stuff we do and we don't know. So today we're going to take, we're going to try the Jesus meal. Just have to, and as you can see, we're going to try and do it differently. Now, each of you has got a popsicle stick and a pen, um, uh, because it's ice cream day, of course. And I've already drawn it. What I'd like you to do is draw something. You have an opportunity to be distracted. Draw something. Or, and write your name on this popsicle stick. Okay, I've written mine and I've drawn a, um, a little cartoon character because I had advance notice I was going to do this. Uh, but good news is the artistry is, is um, not good. Um, so in today's service, there'll be a chance to talk with someone else. There'll be a chance for us to pray out loud and um, make connections. There'll be a chance for us to take the Jesus meal. But if you start, I'd just like you to write your name and draw something that you think is symbolic of you on this popsicle stick that you've been greatly uh, gifted with. Okay. And while you do, I'll tell you why I'm calling it the Jesus meal. Well, names matter. 
A number of you will know the meaning of your name. Anybody got a great meaning to their name? Yep. Warrior. Really? That's an interesting name. What's that? Isaac means laughter. Yes. Kim means princess. Royalty. Bryce means quick. Yep. Really? Chris? Oh, wait. And uh, so I have to conf- uh, Colin means young dog. <laughs> Go figure. We have these names and we make up names. And interestingly, do you know most of the church denominations didn't make up their own name? Baptists got called Baptists because they wanted to baptize people. And so they said, oh, you Baptists. And at the time, they were really, um, they didn't, people didn't like them um, because, among other things, they would let, and I'm proud of this one, they would let women preach. Yes. We had, they allowed the dreaded she-preacher, for which I'm still proud. Um, And um, do you know why Methodists are called Methodists? Because John Wesley was really keen to grow followers of Jesus, and he had a method. So they were called Methodists. They had nothing to do with methylated spirits. Okay, good. Names are like that. Well, the Jesus meal gets referred to by the early Christians from a number of terms. And what I thought we'd do is we'd just go through those terms, have a little look at what they might mean, and think about how that connects to our world. So it's actually, I'm going to call it, it's four and a half terms. Okay? Four and a half. That's what we're going to do today. And then we will take communion together, or the Jesus meal. And the first term used was bread breaking, to break bread. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. And we... Think We know that's traced back to the night before Jesus died. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Now, there's symbolism in this, a body that is broken. And actually, um, the, the change of languages, Greek and English, and it, it doesn't do us huge amounts of favor. Um, phrases like, this is my body, in, he actually says, this my body. We put the is in there. So it's uncertainty as to what that means. But Christians are right to claim that Jesus died for us to set us free. Yep. And, and so, and to pay a price for our sins. And I reckon following Jesus is the best way to live, best choice I've ever made. But there's still also a breaking. It doesn't mean you get out of suffering. In Romans, Paul writes and says, now if we're children, we're heirs and heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ, meaning we become one of God's family. How cool is that? And heirs, that's when you stand to inherit something, like you know, in the prodigal son story or that kind of thing. So there's stuff that's coming, which is great. And then Paul says, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may share in his glory. Well, can we just skip over the share in his sufferings? No, we can't. Following Jesus doesn't mean it all goes well for you. But there's a promise that we may also share in his glory. So I thought the breaking, it's worth recognizing that Christ's body is broken for us, but there is also breaking in our worlds and our bodies. And so your choice in this, um, 
with your lovely popsicle stick. I'd like just to take a, a, a few minutes. I'm going to sit down for a minute or two. I'd like you to think about the breaking that's been in your life. The things where you go, that's where sin has gone in, where things haven't been flash. And the invitation is there is that you break your popsicle stick. So this is reflective. You, don't, you can talk with someone next to you. You can look at each other and say, can we have a chat? But it's a reflective time to think about the pain and breaking in your life. And with any luck, there'll be a little bit of music playing. Yep. So just, just think about that. And then... Recognizing that there is pain and brokenness in your life, you're invited to break your popsicle stick. <laughs> Remembering that Jesus' body was broken for us. Oh, I jumped way forward. I have. Let me jump back to where I should be. Okay, that was the first one, bread breaking. The next one is the sharing meal. Christians called this, the early Christians called it the sharing meal. And, and the term that's used, we often translate in our Bibles as fellowship, which is, what's fellowship? Ships we have with our fellows? What's that? Oh, it's the Lord of the Rings thing. That's a good line. Yep, fellowship of the ring, meaning the kind of relationships we form together with the ring. Well done. It's, um, in the Greek, it's koinonia. People have heard that phrase? The relationships to connect it. In Maori, it's fananatanga, the relationships that connect us, each one to another, because I'm not an heir alone. I don't follow Jesus alone. I follow Jesus connected to other people who are following Jesus. My pain is not just my own. And in fact, you even see this in that verse that we read before. We share in his sufferings. There's a sharing with the body of Christ, a sharing with, because we become part of Christ's body. We are the church. And as followers of Jesus, we participate in that. And in fact, Paul writes and says, Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? We join in. And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? It's not a solo act. 
And we know that the early church got into trouble because they shared everything initially. And then later on, when Paul writes them in 1 Corinthians, that church got into trouble because they started to separate into the, the rich and the poor for taking the Jesus meal. And Paul tells them off and says, no, no, no. No, you're connected to each other. You're all partaking in the body of Christ. It's something we share. So the first one was the bread breaking. The second one was the sharing meal. And if we're going to do a sharing meal, well, this is the bit where introverts fold your arms. I'm going to have my own space. But if you're happy to talk with the person next to you, this is a chance just to do a little bit of sharing. Now, if I'd been mean enough, I would have had, um, and I, we were on Zoom, I would press the breakout room button here. Because suddenly you talk with someone you don't normally talk with. But I wasn't mean enough to do that. The invitation is to do that at the end of the service. Do. Don't. Remember you're connected. So a chance to share with someone else. Okay? Go for it. Oh, and there will be um, a song, I think. This is the, um, one of the parts of my job I don't like. I don't like stopping people talking. We'll just slowly bring your conversations to a close. So we've talked about breaking bread, how the early Christians called it that. We've talked about the sharing meal. The third term they used was the thank you meal. Anglicans know this because the Greek word for thank you is Eucharist. If you ever hear Eucharist, it's actually they're saying thank you. This is the thank you meal. Remember that Jesus after taking the cup, gives thanks. He gives thanks too before he's with the bread. So they called it the thank you meal. And it was part of the, uh, the ritual of, of Eucharist was to say thank you to God. Because when you say thank you to someone, what's going on? You're saying it's not just your right. You're saying someone other than... The, in fact, you're saying that you're not the center of the universe. If, you, um, if someone comes to serve you and gives you a cup of tea and you just take it, it could be as, oh, well, I, did, I deserve that cup of tea. But actually, if you say thank you, you're saying, no, that, there was, you're recognizing there was gift in it and that you're receiving. I think the thank you thing is hugely important. We are not owed everything. We are given gifts. It's the fundamental basis of Christianity. Again, a cup of thanksgiving is what Paul calls it. And so they write and say, don't be anxious about everything, but in every situation in prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Keep thanking. I love the fact that it's interwoven with prayer and petition because I haven't achieved don't be anxious about anything. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
well, I wish that for you and I wish that for me. In fact, I suspect we wish that for us. Well, can you guess what action I suggest we take? I'd like us to pray. And I figured there's enough of us that we could, um, people could call out and just give thanks to God for some things. Sound all right? So, we've had the bread breaking, the sharing meal, the thank you meal. Fourth one is the Lord's meal. Now, um, if, if I've got this right, um, there'll be a little bit of music playing, and if you can just keep it low, and then when, um, when, it, when it starts to sing, could you raise it, and could we just join in singing? Because... Because I don't know how to talk about lordship, but Jesus is in charge, rules the world. And in scripture, it often has a voice of pain crying out to say something's terrible. It does it in Psalms, and then it says, but you are Lord. And in the book of Revelation, you get a chapter that pictures everything right in heaven and this worship going on. And then the next chapter is there's all this horrible stuff happening on earth. There is this constant kind of going backwards and forwards, but through it all, Jesus is Lord in charge. I think it's part of the thank you thing, recognizing that everybody wants to rule the world, but we don't. There is a higher power and other a God who is in charge, who is Lord. And because I didn't know how to do this, I figured I'd um, bring up the music, but um, there'll be lyrics up here. Can we just sing a little bit? Because I don't think this is just a head thing. I think this is a little bit of heart thing. Angels cry out. The living creatures shout aloud. Composing heavens and Holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy is the Lord. The songs of acclamation rise from every tongue and From all creation praises call Holy, holy is the Lord Holy, holy is the Lord Holy, holy is the Lord That's the first, the first fourth word the early Christians talk, used to talk about the Jesus meal is the Lord's meal. We call it the Lord's Supper sometimes. At this point, I'd like to give the work of the people to the work of the people. Up on this table here, we have the elements of communion on plates with glasses. And in front of each semicircle is a chair. That's because I know if you just had them on your laps, they'll go everywhere. I'd like each group 
to come and get a plate. We're going to play the music in the background. And I'd like you to take communion together. You can squirt, you know, you put the straw in here and the squirt out for the cups. Yep. Trying not to make too much of a mess because they have to be cleaned up. I'd like us to take communion in groups, in relationships together, because at our, our core, this is part of us. And then after that, we'll sing a bit. And then at the very end, I'll tell you the four and a half name that people have used to describe the Jesus name. Does that sound all right? But there's no magic words for it. Um, so can I ask, I need one person from each sort of semicircle to come up and grab a plate. That'd be great. I feel like a fun sucker doing this, but there's one more, one more term, and it is a bit of a con, really. The, those four terms, they crop up in Scripture, and they crop up in the writings of the very early church, one, two, three hundred years after Jesus, they, they are appearing. But there's one more term, because Christianity finds its hub in Rome, to everyone's surprise. And in Rome, they speak Latin. And goodness knows why. Um, it came to be, they, they kind of figured out, churches do this, we try and work out a way of operating. You know how those of you who came in here and went, oh, it's different, I don't like that. Your churches have always been like that. We try and have it this way. It's how we are. Okay? Um, so they did that, and they ended up with what the, um, we now, Catholics, will say, mass. Have you heard of going to mass? Okay. Now, what does mass mean? Anyone know? It's actually from the Latin, and it is the sending meal. At the end of the communion services, early up, in the, um, uh, because, the, because it, the meal became regularly celebrated in Latin, the person who was leading it would say, go, you are sent out. And that, and I, I, look, my Latin is non-existent, so I don't know how to... How do you say ite missa est? Oh, I was close. Thank you. Very good. Anyone else? Did you study? Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's like those logarith learning about logarithms. Who knew it would come in helpful? <laughs> the maths teachers were right. Um, the thing is that um, a powerful part of the Jesus meal is that those who are fed on the death and risen Jesus Christ are equipped to serve him in the world and are sent out. It's integral to it. And the Latin phrase, this one that Chris said so well, from that phrase developed the phrase, the Mass. So when you hear Catholics talking about Mass, they're talking about the Jesus meal. But they're also recognizing that it involves being sent out. So, look, a couple of things. I would like to invite you to uh, take... You've still got two bits of broken? or yep. If you've still got a broken bit... I'd like you to, if you're happy to, find somebody that you'd be happy to pray with, swap bits, pray for each other. Yep. Um, and then you take away their bits so that one, so you've got one of theirs. Okay. And if you've still got this one, I'd like you to come up here and put it next to the image of Jesus on the cross and a world and take one of these. And each one of these is a shorter unbroken one, and they all say, at least partly on them, sent. And I'd like you to invite you to take that to wherever you're going to be going this week because that is where you have been sent that is the place that God has sent you out to do the work of God yep
because the last meaning of it is sent. Um, so there you go. Um, I'll, I'll, we'll do this now, okay? because otherwise we won't know how to finish. We're going to read this out. Then the inv invite is to come, leave one of yours, broken bits here, as a way of saying, here I am, my broken life, and swap one with another person so that they're praying for you and they have something to go away. Tell them how you'd like them to pray for them this week. Yep. And then come up and, um, and grab one of these sent things. Can we just do this together so we have a kind of closing bit? And then feel free to chat, pray. We're not going to have a, 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 a formally thing there. Let's do this. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Fantastic. A chance to chat with somebody else, pray, swap your broken piece for a, a sent piece, and uh, have a great week, guys.